pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's seven o'clock. It's Monday night. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. And let's see if this button works. Welcome to Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Steve Curran, I'm Simon Byron, and I'm also Anne Scantleberry. And for the next hour, we're going to be, I say we're, I'm going to be talking about video games. Fortunately for you, though, whilst uh, the important part of the team are off living it up in San Francisco at the Game Developer Conference, uh, they're podcasting from there for the next three days, I believe, uh, drinking and singing and having fun. Generally, um, while they're doing that, I'm here hosting the show um, with a studio full of guests, um, which up until about 10 minutes ago almost resembled a stag do, I I felt. It was just full of men. Uh, but you're you're much pretty. We should introduce you, really, shouldn't we? Um, in the position, so if you imagine where, uh, me looking out in at one o'clock, it's Andrew Smith from uh, Spilt Milk Studios. Hello. Hello. Oh, Appy Nation these days. Where, where, where are you from? It's technically Spilt Milk Studios, okay. but I do a lot of work with the wonderful Appy Nation. So um, your Twitter biography, uh, so I actually I typed each of your names into the internet before you came on so I could give you a little bit of background. Um, Spilt Milk Studios makes great video games. Smiley face. Yes, very smiley. Run by the designer of Crunch the Game and the BAFTA-winning flock. Co-creator Hardlines, PR and Social Happy Nation. Wikipedia says this about you. Uh, you're a British Labour Party politician who's been a member of Parliament for Oxford East since 1987. That's so the opposite. The <laughs> is truth. It, it's is unbelievable. It? Yeah, completely. Okay. So we've seen a glimpse into how your, uh, <laughs> your voting intentions. To your left, my right, it's Louis P. At Louis P. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. Louis P., uh, you are um, avant-garde economist, savvy gamer, game, game, sorry, savvy gamer, founder, stroke MD, rock, paper, shotgun, section editor, BAFTA youth board member, and slacker when you find the time. Yeah, which is sadly not as often as I'd like these days. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Always a pleasure. In 2007, you said this about Call of Duty 4. <laughs> <laughs> you said this game is cracking on Steam. Yeah, I guess it is. Did you, you stand by that comment? I mean, it was it was okay. The problem was they just did the same thing over and over again quite a lot. Seems maybe every year got less and less cracking over time. But well, I, I mean, yeah, at the time that one was cracking, wasn't it? So yeah, still stand stands. Okay, right, good. Okay, uh, directly ahead of me, uh, returning to the show, it's Jamie Firth. Hello. I've cut and paste. Um, the biographies here into a, like into Notepad uh, to remove the formatting, and, and just my section, of my piece of paper says uh, at Mr. Jamie Firth follows you. Nice. Sounds sinister, doesn't it? Yes, it does. How are you, Jamie? I'm all right. Welcome back. I'm following you so close. You are. Right <laughs> it's, here. it's good to see you. Um, eight days ago on LinkedIn, you were endorsed by Jack Ward Fincham in the skills. Um, he endorsed you for Xbox 360 and game development. Ah. 
Thank you very much, Jack. Yeah, is he is he is, is he fair to endorse you in those skills? I think I've dabbled. Yeah, good job. What are you up to these days, uh, apart from appearing on One Life Left? Ooh, bits and bobs all over the place, really. Um, yeah, doing. Uh, I'm freelance now, so I'm doing bits and pieces of uh, development consultation for various publishers and people. Going well. Yeah, very well. Good. Next to you, on your right, my left. I'm not going to be able to pronounce your surname, Tom. Am I? It's Truella. It's like uh, like the True Weller. Well. I am going to be able to pronounce your surname. It's Tom Truella. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Your Twitter biography says uh, that you are a boy. That's correct. Uh, that was written some time ago, uh, I'd guess. <laughs> yes. Because you, you look very much like a man to me. Well, what is a man but an older boy? guess so. Um, you were using MySpace April 2007. I was. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, heady days. You put a video up saying uh, some stand-up that you did. That's true. Was that you? That was me. How did that go? Uh, yeah, it was all right. You're, you're not a stand-up comedian, though, are you? I'm not, no. Okay, so what do you do? Um, I don't I talk about video games occasionally on the internet, right. and I contribute to One Life Left. Excellent news. Well, welcome to the show. It's your first time, isn't it? It's just my first time. Good stuff. Uh, finally, lowering the male quotient. Uh, delighted to welcome back. How, how are we referring to you today? Um, Anne's intern. Anne's intern. Which I've been for, I guess... Five or more years. It's not very often that you uh, get to deputise, is it? No, it's not often that she, um, you know, lets me, you know, let out my true voice. Are you are you I'm pleased? Are you pleased her. that she's out of the country then? I'm loving it. Good job. Uh, which, which reminds me, we should have a Derek Williams uh, stand-in, shouldn't we? At some point. I guess that, now that he's off. That would be challenging. Right, good job. That's the panel. Uh, welcome, everybody. We've got uh, a full show, I think, this evening. Lots to talk about, No, uh, which is handy because we've got no features. But we are going to start the show, as we always do, with Anne's news. It's five past seven on Monday the 25th of March. I'm Anne's intern and this is the news. Last week's budget has revealed a delay in the government's plans to offer tax relief in the UK games industry. To qualify, a game would need to prove its UK cultural significance, for example by containing mainly British characters and locations. The European Commission has not approved the government's system of applying this cultural test. I would make a joke here, but I don't really understand the story. <laughs> it's perfect. If you've uh, you've been studying I've her been well, practicing for years. Yeah, good job. So uh, tax breaks then, panel. They were on for a while, weren't they? And then they were off for ages. And then they were on, yay! And now they're still on, but just not quite yet. Important thing, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> potentially. Okay. I think um, uh, being a very, very, very small developer, I'm not sure that spending my time. Um, filling in forms the magnitude of which they're likely to uh, to require would be worth it but um anyone more than you know one person in in a flat in clapham making games would probably be you know probably benefit from it jamie if you uh, would you um consult and uh, suggest ways in which people could be more british just just to get some just get their hands on the cash just to get some money yeah yes. that's all that's all the reason i do it for yeah um to be more british i don't know i, I think we're we're facing you know, clearly other countries have had tax breaks for quite a long time and there's a kind of there's there's definitely evidence that other countries have kind of poached or people have gone over to other countries in order to uh, exploit those tax breaks. Whether they're going to come back, even if we do have the tax breaks, whether we're a little bit behind the curve, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, people don't pay me for politics. Right. Tom, do you have any thoughts on this? I do. I mean, culturally British is it? Culturally British is an interesting point. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm struggling to think of a game currently which would be culturally British. Louis, you, uh, you, you, you I'm rifle. You, yes, you are. <laughs> you, and also, you rifle through numerous games day in day out. Can you any off, off, off the top of your head? Uh, I guess the Fable games, they have a lot of British voice acting, don't they? I know they're not set in British Britain, are they? It's a fictional location, but it's all British voice actors, I would, guess. Would, would they qualify, do we know? Uh, I think games. so, probably. Did you notice uh, George, uh, who was a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago, I, I think, yeah, two or three weeks ago, um, he turned up on Deal or No Deal last night. 
Really? Sorry, I mentioned him because he you, uh, he 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 worked on the on the Fable games. That's how he met Jonathan Ross, and uh, and then you know, they they fell madly in love and set up their own game studio. He was, he was on Deal or No Deal yesterday. How did he do? He was holding box number twenty, <laughs> right? And um, Jonathan didn't ask him early on, so everybody was a bit worried. I mean, I thought he was going to let one life left down, but. Um, Jonathan got in a, like a bit of a tricky uh, position. I believe 250,000 was still in play. And all George had to do was open the box. And, and it was George's resp- responsibility to make sure it was blue. It was. So he oh, did well. Good job, yeah. Yeah, good job, uh, friends, friends of uh, One Life Left. Um, and intern. Was there any sort of commentary on this story when you decided to, to pick it up? Were there any uh, readers appending I, their, their I thoughts to it? I didn't scroll down far enough. Okay. Do you not value? I, the I didn't know you needed to keep scrolling. I well, I just, th- just I, th- I, I think just... it's an indication of how popular a story is. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe next time I come back in five years, I'll have a comment on this story. <laughs> An accounting student in Toronto has created a game played entirely in Microsoft Excel. The turn-based RPG called, I hope, Arena.xlsm, has a, quote, emotional story, unquote, involving 2,000 potential enemies, 31 spells, and four possible endings. The game is free and available online. I would make a joke here, but there are no jokes about spreadsheets. (laughs) I sense a theme. Right, this isn't the first time a game has been made... In Excel, has it? There was a hidden one. Yeah, was that Excel 95? Was it? Sort of that was a classic Excel, around. that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Loved the look and feel of it. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a hidden game, wasn't there? You had to do a calculation, select it, and then it was a three, turned into a 3D thing, didn't it? Excel yeah, you 95. Could just sort of fly around, and, and it was sort of an environment that you yeah. could move around in. Nothing much to do apart from that. But that was... Um, I did that in school, by the way. So, those yeah. were the days, weren't yeah. they? That was... Um, <laughs> That was something programmed, though, by um, Microsoft, wasn't it, as like a little bit of fun. And obviously, clearly they've stopped doing that now because we've got a student, right? Did you see screenshots uh, of this? And in Yes. Terms? What did it look like? I didn't understand like? them. Okay. Mm, it was a spreadsheet. So it just looks like a normal spreadsheet. I think there were colours in it. Okay. Is that normal? And you mentioned that it's, da- it, you're, it's available to download for free. So is he yes. distributing copies of Excel? Because... That doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to have to look into this, aren't I? Okay, guys, have you, uh, have you, do you recall any other applications got games hidden in them, or? Well, I suppose it's Google that kind of they do, do it all the time, don't yeah, they? Google Doodle things, which are very good fun, and all of those little extra bits where you can search for particular things, and so if you type in flip to Google it will, or to tilt to Google, right. it tilts the whole yes. web page. That's all. That's all nice and fun. Um, of course, they've been um, experimenting recently with uh, the Chrome stuff. That's showing off about Chrome, haven't they? Um, where you can you hold your Android phone up to the internet, and it and uh, you can. You can roll a ball around a maze based on your own website. Andrew, have you tried that? Um, no, I haven't tried rolling my ball around my <laughs> website. What, what, what website would you, would you roll a ball around? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the One Life Left podcast website, obviously. I've updated that for a while. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Now, there was another one um, that they did recently, which was, uh, you, uh, it was... It looked like Sports Friends, didn't it? Where you used your Android phone to play games in a Chrome browser. Did you see that, Tom? I haven't. I don't, I'm not really sure. What are you lot doing all day? <laughs> like working? Well, I mean, I quite like the idea of games in spreadsheets. I spend a lot of my day job looking at spreadsheets, and if there was some way I could hide a game in spreadsheets, that's pretty good. I mean... What sort of stuff do you calculate, then? Uh, money? Do you? I, mean, I do. You spend your day counting money. Well, well not, not you counting it exactly, but to an extent, using well, yeah. software. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, w- what's this game called, and how do we how do we get it? I, I appreciate this is detail, and you know we're not inter- inter- interested in that in terms of a new story, but it is called Arena, and then I think it's .xlsm. Okay. We were discussing maybe that's maybe there's some amazing way of pronouncing that. I, I thought that was the extension, like the right. Excel extension. I mean, so some sort of clever thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, if I had told you properly what it was called, then you could Google it and find out how to. We'd be too busy playing games on Google, wouldn't we? Blockbuster UK, which went into administration in January, has been bought by restructuring company Gordon Brothers. Their CEO, Frank Morton, said, We acknowledge the industry is in transition. We know that we have a challenge ahead, but there is still a market to be served. The sale will keep 264 stores open and 2,000 staff employed. I would make a joke here, but I don't like jokes. 
Good. <laughs> it's becoming a one life left uh, joke in itself, isn't it? Punchline. Louis, when uh, Blockbuster was closing, there was uh, all sorts of uh, rich, pick- the opposite of rich pickings to be had, wasn't there? Yeah, they, they slashed the price on loads of things. In fact, I think if you go to in, in store, they've got a lot of clearance deals still going on in the minute, even though this deal's gone through. So and the, the website as well has got quite a few good deals. If you, if you search for Blockbuster on Savvy Gaming, you'll see some of, the, some of the recent highlights. I noticed you were having a little complain about Blockbuster, weren't yeah. you, earlier? Well, so so every single retailer I have this uh, affiliate arrangement with, where I get commission on sales through my website, Blockbuster just refused to do business with me. Why? I, I applied and they said declined, no explanation given. So I moaned about it on Twitter. That didn't fix it. So I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> yes. Must have been serious if a good old moan on Twitter. So were you? Uh, so so what? So were you pleased when they went into administration then? Uh, I, I thought I wasn't well, pleased. Be, I, like, be honest. No, I, I thought maybe the two were connected. Like, if they're not going to want to do business with me, then they, they can't <laughs> be that smart, can they? Like, right. uh, <laughs> um, obviously, it's sad uh, block that um, there are fewer blockbuster stores. Uh, my local one in Hitchin, uh, that's gone. Uh, so yeah, I, I read the news about blockbuster being saved and thought, oh, that's great. The, the Hitchin one, which. I rarely use, um, would be okay, but uh, but that's gone. So that said, though, I'm I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with shops. Like I think the point of a shop that like people go, well, okay, listen, the 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 high street's being decimated. You know, internet retailers are, t- are taking over all that sort of thing, and people go, yeah, but you know, they'll never replace shops. You can go into shops and buy things, and like recently, I've been unable to go into a game shop to buy things. I went into. Um, uh, two games and one Toys R Us to try and find a copy of Monster Hunter on 3DS recently. Wasn't there. So I went and ordered it online. So they, 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 they accelerate their own demise. Do, do you think the decline of uh, bricks and mortar stores is linked to the growing uh, reliance on second-hand stuff? Well, it's interesting uh, because um, I so what I could have done to get uh, Monster Hunter 3DS was I could have downloaded it off the eShop, right? It's £40. Louis shaking his head. <laughs> there's, there's no commission for you there. Is there? Um, no, but I could have done and then I could have had, you know, I could have played it there and then. Um, but I'm unsure about whether I'm going to like Monster Hunter. And so if I spend £40 downloading it, I'm not going to be able to trade it in. So, yeah, I don't know, really. I don't know what the stock problems are, particularly with, it seems, Capcom games, because you couldn't find Resident Evil on 3DS either, or certainly I couldn't. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be, it's gonna, I'm keen to see what, um, whether Microsoft are going to go through with this um, always-on blocking second-hand stuff. It's, what ter- is up? it's kind of terrifying, really. Um, I mean, I think the, the problem with stores is that they used to be places where, before they became chains, it was a place where people who are into games or whatever the store is um, would go and, 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 and talk and, and, you know, play the games on the demo pods and the staff would be essentially their mates from school or whatever and it would be a common ground place. Um, and then it became somewhere where you get sold at. You know, you go in and then they have to meet quotas and that, that's not the experience that people want um, around a hobby that's as creative and as interesting and varied as ours. Um, so I think, personally, I think some sort of combination of a, a, a bricks and mortar store, an old-fashioned arcade, but with new releases and alcohol would probably be like the perfect... I'm going to write this down. I'm so, as you were saying that, I, sort of, I, sort of, I was wishing you weren't saying it on the radio because I, you know, I felt that we could have... Club together, yeah, we could have done, we but now still do it. Okay, maybe. There is no more news. Is that it? Sorry. <laughs> wow. That's quite final. <laughs> that is final. No more news ever. Uh, what do you? How do you normally wrap it up? Well, well, Obviously, first of all, sorry. the rules are five. <laughs> there are five, uh, five stories always. We have to play that uh, that jingle five times, and then it, and then it finishes up. Um, Free for all. No, I always like my yeah. studying is terrible we come across as shambolic but if there's, there's one thing that we do or Anne does is she copies the top five stories out of Eurogamer <laughs> week in week out and that's Awkward. it well I suppose we should uh, do that even though I'm not sure you deserve it okay well thanks very much for that uh, Anne's intern um, you know I thought editorially it was okay um, I thought it was uh, as funny as usual. Just not very big on... Uh, not the right quantity. OK, we'll be back after some music.
nice is this then? No? No. Nope. Can we have an age check? Uh, I'm, I'm 26 and I, a half. I appreciate I should do that before I let you in. <laughs> you should really sign disclaimers. <laughs> Andrew, how old are you? I'm 30. Are you? Jamie? 36. 36. Tom? I'm 29. And in you to join... I know it's... it's a, a lady never Okay. Right. Um, you thought you recognised it. It's... Yeah, I, I totally recognise the tune, but I just cannot place it at all. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Hmm. It's written by uh, Martin Galway, I believe, um, and it's the loading music for Rambo on the Commodore 64. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That explains it. I'd have heard that a lot because I you loaded a lot and, and reloaded a lot. Well, it would take longer than this to load. Yeah. I mean, people moan about patches and all of that sort of stuff now, but before you could do anything, you had to listen. I mean, this is a great piece of music, obviously, but um, you had to sit through this. And even in the end, you weren't sure whether it was going to work, were you? There was, there was a recent Rambo game as well. Do you know if they reused it? <laughs> no, they but they should do. Them, it's not yeah. out yet, the new Rambo oh, game. Yeah. No, um, no, and I've, I've only seen a few screenshots of it. Uh, I'm not sure whether it'll have any of the charm of the old ocean game. Instead being, I don't know, might be quite violent. I guess these days, talking of violence, um, which we weren't and we're not going to, <laughs> we're going to talk about enforced labour conditions weren't we and um something that happened uh, sorry something happened maybe that could be a word <laughs> for one, for one apple <laughs> do something universally um who wanted to talk about this initially louis you were you were uh, i'm happy to talk about it sure. so we explain the story some friends of ours wrote a video game didn't they yeah it's a video game sort of with an education angle trying to discuss the topic of sweatshop labor and using using a game and systems and the writing within the game to, to discuss these issues and in a way that people could engage with that maybe they hadn't previously. And it was released uh, as a Flash game, free on the internet a while back, and then they did the an iPad port recently. Which, okay. Uh, I, mean, I can't remember the timeline exactly. I think it went up on the App Store, and then and afterwards Apple decided to take it off there again. So it was available for some time. Yeah. So, so a few people out there have got it. Okay. I, guess, I guess those iPads... Uh, Highly sought after now. Okay, so I, yeah, so so I I didn't play it. Has anybody here played Sweatshop? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. In your opinion, so can you describe how it works? What um, you do in it? It essentially is a, a tower defense game in a fairly classic sense. So um, you have a stream of uh, what would normally be bad guys, but it's uh, materials to build whatever you have to build on the conveyor belt, and the conveyor belt is the path that they follow. Okay. Um, and you have to deploy uh, your towers, which are workers, um, with various different skills um, to to build the the items into the, the materials into items. What sort of items are you yeah. making then? You're not making iPods, are you? You're making I Xboxes. I genuinely can't remember. Okay, um, but it's that kind of thing. And there's a lot of fa- actually no. I think it's all fashion driven from memory. Uh, I only played the, f- the 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 Flash version, but it was very much sort of you know um, like um, nice puns on various popular brands, heart- shoes and <laughs> UK discount stores and things like that. And its heart was in the right place. Would you say? Absolutely. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah? But Apple, it made me think sweatshops were a bad thing. Okay, which is, which is the right thing to think, isn't it? Apart from Apple doesn't want you to think that. Is that, is that right? What, so, Jamie, what, 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 did, what did Apple do? Well, as I say, I'm pretty sure that a couple of years ago there was actually a game that was specifically about iPhones or iPads, which they absolutely didn't allow, which, you know, fair enough, that's... Yeah, clearly... What, about making those in Foxconn? Yes, I think essentially. so. Essentially, okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't want to be wrong, so I wrote down the exact quote from the developer guidelines. It's for, unusual for, for One Life Left. I know, what, to write something down? <laughs> well, just well, to do some research. I did a bit. Hands, hands in turn, right. Uh, and the exact quote from the developer guidelines is uh, that uh, we view apps different than books or songs, which we don't curate, but if you'd like to criticise a religion, write a book. Okay, uh, which we don't want to. No, <laughs> oh, right. well, not, not now. What? So they're telling us we're <laughs> telling us how to criticise religion. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, you write right. a book, yeah. and that will be fine. I think Salman Rushdie did the same thing, and right. he got away with it. God had the idea, didn't he? As well, absolutely. I suppose. Absolutely, <laughs> that's the first. Um, but yeah, the the kind of the common the common uh, outcome of this is that they're, what they're saying is that games aren't the place for social commentary. Which goes at odds with what the good people at Channel 4 and, and that are doing um, by commissioning this public service or these public service games, I guess, and also a lot of the studies which show that playing games is, is a very good way to learn and raise awareness and all of that sort of stuff. Well, I believe, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think this was actually commissioned 
originally that the Flash game was commissioned for an educational purpose. Right. I think um, by Joe Twist. Um, right. And they made that for that, and this was just kind of porting it to to the Apple platform. But obviously, that seems to contra- contravene their their guideline. Can they, um, if it's on your iPad, can Am- can Apple then take it off when you sync or anything? They, they can prevent you being able to play it, and if they update the firmware, but I don't think they can remotely disable it or delete okay. it. Okay, they'd have to really hate sweatshops for that. I mean, that would be a good news story. I guess we hate it so <laughs> that we're eradicating them. So, um, so they pulled it and people go, uh, well, people are quite unhappy about it, aren't they? I mean, do you think that it's that the act of pulling it has actually given it much more publicity? I think it has. Um, it would certainly get reported, uh, you know, in, on a wider scale than just the game release, no matter how good it is, and it is a good game. But, I mean, the thing for me is, I'd, I would be less offended if they just pulled one game. But the fact that they're, uh, they're like, you know, they've, they've claimed that games are judged differently to every other media. Yeah. It's in, it seems incredibly backwards thinking for a fairly forward thinking company it's 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 very peculiar and why did they single this one out is this was the only one that they pulled at the time is it what's what's that um sorry there's a couple being pulled um again from the developer guidelines what they say is that they prohibit games which solely target a specific race culture a real government or corporation or any other real entity which you know is understandable because it protects them that they they pulled a game apparently called Endgame Syria. Right. People have heard about this, yeah. which is a kind of a game about the war in Syria, which I think probably has more arguably more reason to to be pulled because it is definitely a real world situation and there's no real good outcome from war. I think sweatshops, I think it's something that we can probably all agree is something that's them, not we? exactly right. There was um, another game a while back called, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, called Smuggle Truck, which they had to <laughs> rebrand into Snuggle Truck. Okay. Um, so it went from smuggling immigrants across a border, I don't think it was a specific border, um, uh, to snug- smuggling snuggly animals um, across a... Something. And that was the only change? Pretty much. I mean, well, I mean, they, they changed the graphics from immigrants want to be immigrants to to animals but other than that there's the probably some middleware that can do that for you is there <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> something google glass yes <laughs> um, and yeah they, they just changed the name like one consonant in the name and and some of the graphics and i believe that was that was then okay so that that sort of makes a mockery of, of these guidelines then does it tom have you have you have you played any of these games uh, well it just seems i haven't but i mean it seems very strange to pull it on the basis of you know being offensive to a group i guess that's why they're trying to cover themselves but if you look at the amount of well rubbish on the app store it's, it's <laughs> it's not like it's that's offensive kind of, isn't it? it's well, right yeah there's more that's offensive there's a lot there's lots of stuff in the app store but it's not that they're gatekeeping this excellent collection of games and apps you know i'm sure if you went on right now you could find hundreds of very offensive and well, there's games about punching grannies and things like that yeah. and running over animals and there's fart whatever. machine apps you know that i've find particularly offensive right. but, you know people still buy them um you know clearly offensive is in the eye of the beholder and it's it's quite dangerous to be kind of saying well this is okay and this isn't okay if i say i mean if you're going to solely target a specific race or culture as they say you know one of the top grossing apps on iphone is smurf village and if that's not targeting a specific race then i don't know what is thank you very much good night <laughs> Andrew, you look like you were about to say something, or you would well, make exactly the same joke about was, Smurfs. Yeah, I was going to go for this Smurfs. Um, it, it was more just, yeah, and the classic is Grand Theft Auto, and it often gets a lot of uh, bad press, and we're all very quick to defend it because it's a fun game, and actually often says some interesting things as well. Um, but yeah, for that, that has all kinds of horrible, nasty things in it that it, you know, technically promotes or encourages for, through through game design systems and for this this one one game about one aspect of modern society to get picked on it does seem strange doesn't it particularly as um it looks like all the other platform holders where they exist um are going out of their way to sort of court independent developers and say you know do do whatever you like you know um and the size of apple and the statue of apple um yeah it seems i don't know see it, it seems it feels wrong to me this I think it's maybe maybe a result of the fact that we've got one of the major players in the video games industry doesn't really care about games that much. Like, they want people to keep buying their hardware to play these games on, but I don't think Apple actually care about games as a medium, and it, it seems that way based on their behaviour. That's an interesting comment, Lou. Yeah, do you but do you see them launching into the home cons? People talk about games on Apple TV and whether they're, they're going to do this box. I mean, they... Yeah, it's interesting because at GDC, which is going on now, Apple are rarely a part of it, but they they exhibit alongside it, don't they? Mm. 
Um, yeah, they announced a new iPad last year at the same time. Yeah, over the road. They... In fact, didn't they go up against Nintendo's keynote last yeah, they year? Did. They did, uh, didn't two they? years ago, I think. Two years exactly ago. Exactly the same time. Wow. So, what are we saying? We still we should make <laughs> we're not, we should make a game about Apple on Android about them being evil. Well, it's certainly this. So this, to me, I think this represents an opportunity for their competitors to say, you know, game games that are discussing these kind of issues that aren't aren't safe on Apple's platform, uh, they are okay on Android or, or wherever else. Like uh, that could possibly be a bit of a PR black eye for Apple if you know tomorrow um, Sweatshop for Androids announced, for example. Well, do, and do you think it will be? Who knows? Mm. It's certainly possible. Watch this space. Just don't listen to our news, <laughs> particularly if it's item number. Number four. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks very much for that. Um, we're going to play another piece of music and then come back for letters. See, the clue is in the name, Andrew. Have you not played Metal Gear Solid 3, then? I have, but I don't really remember it very well. How can you not remember this bit? I don't know. It's one of... It's weirdly related to the topic of the letter I'm going to Is it? Good. Uh, Tom, you recognise this straight away, and Louis did as well. Um... You, you then tried to start a discussion with I me did. about was this <laughs> the best Metal Gear? I, well, I think it's the best Metal Gear. I mean, what's consensus? I think Revengeance might be the best. Do you? Game. That's controversial. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually really like the Metal Gear Solid games. What? That's even more yeah. quick. Get out! But, what, what but Platinum are one of my favourite developers, and it's a, it's a Platinum game through and through, and, okay. and maybe even their best work. So, yeah, I love it. Is it a Metal Gear game through and through, though? Uh, I actually think it is. There's quite a lot of sneaking around. There's all the, the like, the boss fights are quite Metal Gear. Uh, a lot of the story is presented in quite a Metal Gear Solid way. It feels like you're in the Metal Gear Solid universe, but you're running around cutting guys up into little pieces, which is, is sound like a Metal Gear game. Does it have, it, does it have something like this? No, it has, it has some strange metal music instead. One of these not as good as this, then, is it? <laughs> Clearly. Tom, what do you think? Order metal of gear. Metal Gears. Um, Worst. Worst. Four. Do you? Right, yeah. okay. Right. Uh, I find it a bit bloated. Okay. I could you couldn't get more halfway through it. Three is the best. Yep. And then goodness, this is not in order at all. So four is the worst. Then 
two, then one, then three. Interesting. Uh, let's not argue about the fact that number three is best. Uh, yeah, I chose that. So this is a remix. Uh, it's called Innocent Deception uh, from OC Remix. Um, yeah, it is brilliant, obviously. And yeah, I chose this because uh, it's a game everybody should play. Uh, and it's currently free on PlayStation Plus. I'm sorry, Louis, you have a problem with that term, free on PlayStation Plus, don't you? Do I? Well, it's not free, is it? It's not really it's, no, free. No, it's, 40, yeah. it's free for £40. For it, pounds. Yeah. It's basically free. <laughs> it's essentially free for £40 a year. Although um, there was a deal for a year for £20 recently, actually. I saw that. I thought that was actually fantastic. Through, through game. Yeah. I'd uh, rather have that free than the adverts that you get for free on Xbox. Mm. Exactly. Okay, so that was uh, yeah, the theme to Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, and now it's time for... It's letters. Oh, we've had a lot of them today. We've, like, we've had one each apart from me. That's good. And we didn't even have to beg much over Twitter at all. Um, so, yes, this is the last show. I think we're on a six-week break uh, from today. So this is your last chance to have your letter read out. Um, who would like to go first? Tom. Uh, hello, team. Minus D and Am, but definitely plus various members of the establishment and Dream Factory. <laughs> Finally, the wishes of the listeners have been answered, and we've got a Byron special. Yes. I've been wondering why we haven't had this sort of episode before, but I think your recent, your recent, not racist, your racist, yeah, your recent Facebook updates have explained it. Uh, obviously, since you've now got a whole legal team behind you, this will be a sign out of any libel issues that we'll undoubtedly do in the episode. Now that Steve isn't there to rein in his truthful opinions about Proteus and Journey. Good luck in court. Thanks very much. Uh, so um, yeah, are we are we Journey fans together? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, Journey. It's me. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? I just thought it was pointless. I didn't like the way it made me feel. It was <laughs> it was trying to be too clever for its own good, and it cost me ten pounds for something that I played two hours and I will never play again. At least it made you feel something, though. It made me feel poorer <laughs> and more angry. I, I don't. I, like, how many? Who's played it more than once? Yeah, I've watched someone You've got too much it. time, Jamie. Get a proper job. <laughs> it only takes about three It takes hours, two hours. Two hours it takes two hours yeah. of the same bit again and again and again. I, I had a lovely two hours sat playing it um, sort of past the controller style with a friend of mine when it came out, um, only to have it all ruined when he tried to write his name in the, sa- in, in the snow at the end. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just ended up almost throttling him. Other than that, really. There you go. Back to game of the year. Right. Uh, thanks very much. Was it? No? No. No. What was back to game of the year? Uh, Dishonored. Oh, okay. So yeah, sorry. That, but it won everything else. Everything. It won everything else. Yes. BAFTA, the ungame of the year, then. <laughs> Opposite of that, right? Uh, who wrote that letter, Tom? Uh, that's from Ben. Thanks, Ben. Jamie. Uh, I've got one from Edgar Salpierre Lemmy. Thank you, very friends much. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Simon and friends of the show. When are you going to have a virtual barbecue with us in Daisy? <laughs> we have beef, bacon, and goat. It has been set in a tent for a fortnight, so it might be starting to get a bit green there. We just uploaded our first YouTube video so you can see us constantly running from danger and scavenging for beans. Uh, I won't read out the web link, but I'm sure people can search around and find those. Scavenging for beans are the keywords there. Uh, we have spare guns and ammos for you two. See you later in the apocalypse. Edgar, kiss. Or it might be a crosshair. I don't know. Wow. That's, now, now there's an invite. Um, yeah, I, I, I essentially bought my uh, laptop, um, my gaming laptop, at Christmas to play DayZ. Um, and I've played it twice. Um, and these, uh, Edgar and Sal Pierre, uh, very kindly invited me on, but I feel a little nervous about it because, um, the second game I played, a man gave me a lift in a Jeep and I didn't say anything to him <laughs> and I didn't know what to do or whatever. Um, we've and, all been there, but have we? <laughs> so I won't go back there. And now they sound too friendly to sort of like, you know, picnic. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, soon, soon, I think. Andrew. Uh, I've got one from Sam Lambshead. He says, uh, Dear Team OLL and super special guests slash special guests slash guests. <laughs> Two things, and they're both questions. Um, one, why are you all too lazy to say Stephen's name properly? Have video games caused such atrophy to your attention spans that you can't finish it off? Now, there's a question. That's, um, why do we say Stephen's name like that? I say Steve because I've never known it as anything else, and I didn't do want to guess the second half wrong. Do you think that's his full name? 
No, I just thought there was a second half, but I didn't want to assume it was Stephen. Steely. That's his second. That's his second. That's his second half. <laughs> Stefan. Could be. Steeler's wheel. Maybe it's Stelia, like Celia. Could be. Stelia, well, it could be whatever, it. whatever we want. This is the last episode of the series, and he's not around to defend it. Love it. Um, for Stegosaurus. Yes. Okay. He'd like that. That is good. Um, so, question two was: uh, What's your game greatest gaming shame? The most abhorrent stain on my own otherwise impeccable gaming pedigree is that I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game. Ooh. Dear. Um, he also goes on to say that either that or when in my late 20s saying I was 12 years old to other players when playing Animal Crossing DS online so as not to sound like a weirdo child stalker which in retrospect may not have been the right thing to do. Love the show, Sam L. How old is Sam then? Um, well, he's... he's um, He's older than, o- older was... than late 20s. Yeah. Right, wow. Um, mine is I've never actually played a, a, a straight-up Pokemon game. I've only ever played Pokemon Snap, which is brilliant. It's like okay. the best light gun game ever. Kind of. Louis uh, recoiled when you said that. Well, Pokemon Snap's okay, but you got to play the proper ones. Like they're, they're, they're the ones to play, surely. Uh, they're, they're on my list. Like yeah. This year's 3DS release is getting played. And they are all pretty much the same, so you can just pick anyone and jump in. What have you never played then, Louis? Oh, gosh. Uh, so I've never, like, really played an MMO, I guess. I, I don't really get it. I don't like other people when I'm playing games. I just want to be on my own and have a challenge. And chop people up into tiny slices. Yeah, chopping people up into tiny slices. That's that's my way of interacting with other characters. Okay. Tom? Uh, I don't like Mario 64. What? Ooh. No, I don't like it. No, actually, I think, I think you would get on with Steve. Isn't that the one that Steve gave five to? We're not allowed to say who, review ga- who reviews games in Edge, are we? But uh, <laughs> Steve gave it five out of ten in Edge. Yeah, I believe. Right, so you would get You'll have to come back. Jamie? Uh, I can't really think of one, but I do have a creepy story about uh, signing up for a website like that. I did a children's game. Um, you do know this is being broadcast. Absolutely. Uh, me and the brand manager had to sign up for the, uh, the website of this children's game. Uh, and he turned to me one day and said, it felt a bit creepy putting that I was 30, so I've put that I was actually 16. And I said, I think that's probably a little bit creepier. Right. And, and how is... <laughs> even the, even the, uh, the uh, jingle stop then. Um, and how is, how is the... Um, I've put the wrong track on now. I'm disgusted as well. Um, and so uh, is, he still, is he still around? Is he, he is still at large, yes. <laughs> he has not been brought to justice for that particular... And intern... Um, what what game I haven't played? Yeah, I've actually never played a game, but Anne has let me see the covers of some boxes of games. Okay, and how did they make you feel? Uh, they were really pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. So you did judge them? I did. I so Apple, I wonder how Apple are with that because you shouldn't judge a book by the cover, but maybe games. Okay, cool. Uh, Louis. Yes, I have a letter right here. This is from Finian Martin. He's talking about a video games TV. He says, hello, wonderful radio people, whose show is obviously better than the bike show that I've never heard. Uh, when, when, when I grew up, the only decent video game TV show was Games Master on Channel 4. Which, am, am I right in thinking you, you appeared on Games Master? I did co-commentator series 4, Louis. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, somebody's put some of those on YouTube. <laughs> it wasn't I, me. Yeah. Was I, I'll be honest. No, it wasn't <laughs> me. I'll be honest with you. My career didn't progress as I imagined that it would do. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty bad. I was a young man. Um, and the worst... I mean, I, I, sorry to interrupt your, your letter. <laughs> my letter. But I, um, I used to get quite excited every week when I knew that I was going to be on, right? Yeah. And, um, and I was an Amiga games journalist. I, did, I wasn't really familiar with some of the console games that I was commentating on. So, uh, you know, I got away with it as best I thought I could. But apart from I was watching it with my then-girlfriend. And um, an episode came on, and I believe it was Road Rash. And what happened was that they they just overdubbed my voice with someone else's. <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> commentating. So it cut to me, and then we started, and then Dominic's going, what do you think about that then, Simon? And it's not me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah, I was on it. It wasn't very good. Uh, Louis, carry on. So he says it had a likeable host, plenty of humour, and, of course, the grumpy games master. Since then, video games TV pickings have been slim. He's recently watched Consolvania on YouTube and he thought it was excellent, treating gamers as actually functioning people rather than the standard media depiction of gamers as lonely, unsociable, sweaty nerds. I'm pretty sure Consolvania literally called its audience lonely, unsociable, sweaty nerds more than once, but okay. Uh, he says Charlie Booker's Games Wipe was fun, but sadly only a one-off special. 
So his question is, why why do you think there have been no decent video game TV show on at the moment? Do you think it's mainly due to people in charge of commissioning TV not understanding how the video game business is? Uh, and, and if you were responsible for creating a new TV game show, what format would you use? Who would you get pre- to present it? And you're not allowed to pick yourselves. Okay. Thank you for a fantastic OLL shows this season. Regards, Finn. Thanks, Finn. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. Has anybody got any thoughts on that? Isn't it just YouTube? It's That's exactly what it is. It'd be difficult to launch anything now. Uh, yeah, it, like all of a sudden, it just seems that everybody wants to film themselves live playing stuff, don't they? Or doing humorous videos about stuff when it's broken. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it'd be great to see a TV show just showing static aliens in colonial <laughs> m- marines um, or what have you. But yeah, it would be difficult. I, I, yeah, they did say... Future did talk about bringing Games Master back, didn't they? Yeah. I believe that they brought the a, magazine back, didn't might they? Might have been a PR stunt. I, I guess uh, on uh, Charlie Brooker's Weekly Life, he does talk about games from time to time, but it's not a, it's not a game show entirely. That's maybe the, the best, the closest we've got now. Yeah. Would, would people really watch it? Do people care? We have got YouTube now. I think surely that does the fun- function better for most gamers. Yeah, I mean, I think that, the, you know, the central theme of Games Master was people competing against each other. And if you've seen any of the YouTube videos of, you know, professional competitive games players, <laughs> it's definitely not broadcastable on, on terrestrial no, television. That's certainly true. Hands in turn. Okay, this one is from Max, and he says, Hello team and super special guests. I was thinking about patching in downloadable games this week. Um, I remember reading somewhere that it costs thirty to £40,000 to release a patch for an XBLA or PSN game, but it's obviously super cheap or free to do it on PC, depending on how the game is delivered. Um, and he says, what other teams' thoughts on patching? Should it be cheaper and easier? Should developers work harder in testing to avoid the need to patch? Should everyone move to PC gaming instead? Answer yes. That is answer yes, isn't it? You tell me. But you've just told us. I was quoting Matt. Oh, OK. Do you want to tell us then? What do you think? Um, I think answer maybe. It is. It's tricky. I get the impression that patches are um, offered as a bit of an excuse for getting stuff out quickly, and it's, it, it is inconvenient. And we joked about Rambo earlier, but if you what, if you've got a, an hour or so to play a video game, you sit down and all of a sudden update required. It does get in the way, doesn't it? Um, who makes games here? Andrew, Jamie, patches. So, well, on mobile, at least, it's it's free. You don't, you know, the submission process doesn't cost anything. But, yeah, with, with console development, I used to work on a few console games. And, yeah, it does, it costs a lot. And I think they were initially, the, the, the patches specifically, rather than content updates, were certainly priced because they didn't want people just being lazy in development. I mean, that's right. the optimistic yeah. way of looking at it. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one. I think it's kind of borderline with the whole on this DLC thing as well you know is is it or isn't it okay um, I, I'm biased because I'm from game development I think like the people I've worked with it's it's been okay it's not been malicious it's just trying to work around the circumstances and trying to not pay too much money to the platform holder and all that sort of thing just out of interest would you say that yes right okay <laughs> That's the sort of thing you'd say as a game developer. Okay, cool. Right, thanks for your letters, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in about six weeks or so, so you'll be able to... So do... If you have any thoughts between now and then, do jot them down. Um, you can email us. Do you know how this works? No. If I point at you, you're supposed to say team at onelifeleft.com. I'm not used to being pointed at. Okay, apologies. Well, just email us team at onelifeleft.com. Okay, so, uh, so now it's time for some more music. off the air wasn't it Tom obviously you wouldn't have heard that conversation uh, as, a, as, a, as a listener no. 
It's a glimpse behind the curtain. Some people said some things that can't be said on mic. You have to keep that to yourself, OK? Um, right, anybody recognise this? No? No. It's from uh, OC Remix again. It's a remix of um, the Apocalypse um, theme tune. Oh, from X-Men Children of the Atom? No, like no, no, much older. Uh, written by Rob Hubbard. Remember him? Oh, yes, everything was written by Rob Hubbard. It was back in the day, wasn't it? So pe- there, are, there are a series of live concerts and stuff like that where people still play this stuff. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the C64 Orchestra. Yeah. Are particularly wonderful, doing the Monty Mole theme. Oh, I, nearly, I, nearly, I nearly put that on here as well, but okay. loads of stuff we're not going to be playing, so... Um, we're having too much fun, aren't we? Doing too many, uh, talking about too much stuff. Um, so we should we should crack on, I think. Um, so we're going to go from that to that. It's the reviews theme. Some nodding in the studio. Um, okay, uh, last ever reviews of the series. Who would like to go first? Tom, what, Tom, what have you been playing recently? I've been playing Ten Million. Have you? Which is uh, it's an iOS dungeon crawler match three puzzler. It's just come out on Android. Has it? It's one pound eighty three, and I've, I've been like I'm in an arm around whether to get it or not. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's really okay. good. So it's basically like a side-scrolling RPG. It's got very cute kind of pixely graphics. But to do anything, you match three. So if you want to hit someone, you match three swords. If you want to block, you match three shields, and so on and so on. It's really, really good. It's perfect for like kind of five minute or an hour playing. You can level up. You can get gold. You can kill monsters. It's a bargain. Well, I'm say one pound eighty nine. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I've got a lot to play at the moment. Yeah, okay. I, and I thought, I looked at the video, the YouTube video, and I thought, it looks a little bit rough. Is it? I mean, I don't mind that, but... It's got a ramshackle charm. Okay. It's great. 7 out of 10, definitely. Great. Thanks very much. Jamie, what have you been playing? I've been playing Tomb Raider. Have you? Yes. Um, which I wasn't particularly interested in, and I'm really enjoying. Excellent. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. A triumph in games design. Some beautiful signposting so that you know exactly where you're going. Really subtle leans of the camera to show you kind of where you're supposed to go next. Um, yeah, it's really well put together. Um, definitely a very, very capable 7 out of 10. A return to form for Lara. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I've yet to play it, uh, but I am looking forward to it. Okay, great. Uh, Andrew? Um, I've been in a pile of shaming recently. Have which, you? Yes, which Explain does involve video gaming. Uh, so I have a big pile of games that I own but haven't really played enough of. Are they physical games? Because you just did that with your hands. Uh, they're th- like accordions. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Uh, Are they physical games? They or? are physical games. Uh, yes, I thought yes. pile of shame applied only to Steam games. I think that's exacerbated the condition. Okay, yeah, it's to terrible. To the point where the NHS is struggling. To I did this week try to buy a game that I already own. <laughs> Yeah, and that haven't played. Yeah, no. I, I, I use them in giveaways. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was remarkably um, honest of Steam to say you already own this. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Admirable. Yeah. Um, so the game I most recently completed was uh, Zombie U on the Wii U. Ah. Which is actually genuinely very, very good. Heard good things about it. Yes, yeah. I mean, I am a zombie fan, survival horror fan, but it is one of the scariest games I've played in a while. And a lot of the decisions that they've made uh, in the game design um, seem a little backwards compared to other competing FPSs. So there's no jump button, for example, but, but there's a good reason for it. And every single decision in the game has clearly had a lot of thought put behind it and, and, and it really shows through it. And it's fantastic. a game with consequence, isn't it? It really when is. When you die, yes. you die. When you die, you die. And with all your kit in your pack and which you've been scavenging for hours at risk of life and limb. And then uh, if you fail to go and then kill your reanimated corpse uh, the first time you try, then it's gone. Someone nicks it and all your all your beloved levelled up guns have disappeared. Yeah, I want to play this too, but I don't own a Wii U. It's worth getting for, I believe HMV are doing a big... going to come on to the expert in a second. So, <laughs> score for uh, Zombie U. Ooh. Uh, eight out of ten. What? Sorry? Seven and a half. Uh, keep sliding. Seven. Okay. I know. Oh, wrong one. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> well, we start again. Uh, Louis, so, thank you, Andrew. Um, yeah, of course, there's a, there's a, a, a letters theme now. So look at what you've done. I'm so angry about you breaking this. I thought we'd make it special for the last show. Yeah. I can read my letter out again if no, you want. No, it's right. Um, but yeah, the, uh, H&V are currently selling Wii U Premium and Zombie U for £200, aren't they? That's what I heard. If, if you can find stock in a shop near you, it's not going to be there everywhere because it's a clearance item, but worth a shot if you've got an HMV nearby. Is it worth £200, Andrew? That and all the other games that will come out. It's going to have like a new Mario on it. It's going to have a new Metroid. It's going to have a new Zelda. Hopefully, like I don't know anything, but that's what I okay. hope. 
Yeah. Right, so what game have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of FTL quite recently. I think I just ticked over like 120 hours nice. or something. And so it's about 20 hours of being confused about this random game that was killing me for doing nothing wrong. And then it sort of clicked a bit and I started to understand its systems. It's a game where you're a space captain trying to get from one end of the galaxy to the other to, to win a fight or something. I'm not sure what your motivation is. And it's all, there's loads of random elements, so it's different each time and you're getting all different equipment in your ship. And you get attached to all your different crew mates who sometimes die, which is always, always sad. Um, I think best played between sort of midnight and 2 a.m. With a, with a glass of whiskey, uh, listening to some music that you like. Okay. Yeah. Seven it, out of ten. Is that in the instructions? Uh, it's in my instructions. It, it recommends that. Okay, so that's excellent. I believe currently in the Steam sale for, for not very much as well. I, I, I do own it. I've, I've yet to play it, obviously. And in turn, have you been playing any games? Um, obviously, I have never played a game and has never allowed me to. But um, before she went away, she was describing some games to me, some classic games. Okay. She was describing Tetris to me. Right. Yeah. Um, she said that it was very calming and then very stressful and that it runs the full emotional whatever. These discussions you have with Anne, they sound unlike anything that she says to us. It's pretty abstract. Is it? Okay. Did she say give it a score that she? Yes. Yeah, so, so for the concept of Tetris, it's a seven out of ten. <laughs> Good job. Um, I'm still playing Super Stick Super Stickman Two, Super Stickman Golf Two. Um, I'm playing it on uh, Android, and yeah, it's a side-on silly golf game, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So um, it's got a brilliant um, asynchronous multiplayer. So um, and yeah, it's rich, so nicely designed. You play a hole, and then you get given. Um, and then you, the, the challenge goes off. Somebody receives that challenge. They then see, they can choose to watch how you played that hole. Uh, and then they play it themselves. And then they then play the next hole. And then you always play two holes together and you have loads of games on the go. It's freemium. Um, but yeah, I've spent, I've spent money on it. Uh, yeah, I cannot stop playing it. I'll play it in bed against strangers. And um, sometimes at work, I'll go, and, I'll go and sit down on the toilet when I don't really need to. I could do it standing up, but you can't play the game standing up. So, um, yeah, it's great. Thoroughly recommended. Um, it's free on Android. It's on other formats as well. Um, uh, do give the man some money. Right, that's it for the reviews. We've got one more piece of music, and then we'll come back and wrap the show up. Yes, it's Muse. Uh, you thought you'd get away with it. Um, it's an 8-bit version of Starlight. Um, which Quite is nice, isn't it? Is, yeah. Lovely. Right, uh, that's almost it for the show. Um, and it's certainly it for the series. One Life Left, um, Steve and Anna are out in GDC. At the moment, they're recording six shows, which are going to be broadcast from next Monday for the next six weeks. Um, so keep an eye out for those. They're bound to be amazing. Obviously, the lineup of guests are going to be incredible. Um, I'm sure they'll come up with some stories as well. Guys, thank you ever so much for coming in. Tom, have you had a good time? Oh, lovely time. Okay, good. Should we come back again? Oh, absolutely. I'm welcome back. Yeah, with open arms. Jamie? Always the best of times. Okay, good. Andrew? Best third birthday party. Of course, ever. I meant to sing happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. If it's your birthday, dear listener, come on in and you can celebrate it with us as well. Louis? Thoroughly, good time? Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you very much for thank coming on. Um, and Anne's in turn. It's been amazing. Has it? So we, are we going to five years? Five years. Um, are you still happy to be an understudy? Forever. Good news. Okay, that's great. So, um, yeah, thanks once again for listening. Thanks for listening for this series. It's been it's been good fun. We couldn't do it without you. Um, yeah, we've been one life left. We shall see you again soon. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye.
Bye. Bye. I'm